0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, Sammy V here with the first episode of Millennial Stories with Sammy V um, with here with uh, one of a good good friend of mine and a very inspirational guy, Ryan Mayer. Thanks for coming, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So um, this is obviously episode number one, but this is a podcast that where I'm going to be interviewing people like Ryan who have inspirational stories who are. Um, you know succeeding you know, they're, they're in their 20s and 30s they're doing well they have inspirational stories and good things to say because about a year ago and I don't know if I have ever mentioned this to you Ryan but I went down to an entrepreneurial conference down in Miami and um there was tons of extremely successful entrepreneurs guys like Damon John who's on Shark Tank yep guy like Grant Cardone who has a 700 million dollar real estate portfolio um Les Brown yeah um, Love guys that. like yeah. Guys like that, and uh, I got a chance to meet them. I got a chance to be around them, um, which was a- incredibly inspiring. But the thing that inspired me the most was I met a lot of people my age um, in their 20s in their 30s that were doing a lot better than me. And I didn't look at them as a, a comparison way. I-, I was more inspired by their stories. And I said, you know what? Um, if-, if I was that inspired by their stories, I think young people just like me out there would be inspired by um, you know people like that just as well. Yeah. So that was the whole idea behind it. But um, so Ryan, um, why don't you just tell everybody about yourself and sure. who you are, where you're from, what
1: you do? Absolutely. Well, my name is Ryan Mayer, and I am born and raised Clevelander here in Greater Cleveland, Ohio area. And I think a good place to start for anyone talking about their history is what it was like as they grew up. Um, So for me, I am so fortunate and blessed that I come from a great family life. Um, So both of my parents are still alive, they're married, uh, and I am the oldest of three kids, so really close with my brother and sister. And that support system just throughout my entire life has been a great foundation for me. Uh, So grew up, went through school, uh, private schools here in the Cleveland area, uh, and then I went down to the University of Dayton, a uh, private school down at uh, southern Ohio area, uh, had a great experience there educationally and also professionally. Uh, and then from there, that's when I started my professional career. Um, but I think just looking back on my life now, as me, I'm 32 years old, so I'm thinking back to it, and a lot of it was influenced by my family and also the people who I chose to surround myself with. Mm. I know that uh, Jeff Woods and Jim Rohn like to say that you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. And so I've always really, uh, I would always strive throughout my whole life to surround myself with the type of people like you're doing here on your podcast that can inspire me uh, to take myself to higher action, uh, hold myself to higher standards, and um, just always strive to improve my life. Mm. So people like my uncles who were in sales, my gran- both of my grandfathers were in sales, um, I just knew that that was sort of the route that I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's uh, kind of a little bit of the background, but I'm excited to tell you guys more about some of the other parts of my journey. So yeah. what other things are you wondering about?
0: So what are you, what are you doing right now? Since the audience obviously know what you do, but what are you currently doing right now?
1: Yeah, so I am really excited about the job that I have now. I work with a, a small IT consulting company here in the greater Cleveland area company that's been around for almost 20 years. And what we do is help small and medium-sized businesses who don't have an IT person on site. Uh, we are their outsourced IT solution. So mm-hmm. we are a one-stop shop for them that they can call as many times as they need throughout the month uh, for us to help them with their IT needs. So I consider myself as a translator. So I help to take the geek speak and turn it into English that the business owners can understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm out there meeting uh, the businesses that. Uh, might not realize what type of technology they can leverage to streamline their business operations um, so I'm able to help them to realize that by meeting with all the different solutions we can provide
0: awesome uh I think so you and I obviously know each other pretty well and and whatnot, but I think you have a a pretty i'll say inspiring story in the fact that well I love being around you because you're one of those guys that just is out there doing you're out there i think I heard somebody say this once in I don't remember who it was, so forgive me, but he said, don't follow your passions, but work at them. Mm. And so Ryan, just over this weekend, you've been in sales for, for a while, but just over this weekend, you're out in California, you're helping one of your, your friends out there and um, helping him um, with his business and, and is it his ministry? Is it technically a ministry?
1: Yeah. Um, so one of my best friends that i actually, he's one of the guys I want uh, to send over to you to maybe have on the podcast because uh, he's someone who has worked on his passion. Mm. Um, so my good friend's name is Joe Melendrez, and he has Joe Melendrez Ministries. So by day, he is a full-time religion teacher at a high school. Um, but his side hustle is he is working um, as a Christian hip-hop artist. And so he goes around, uh, started just in California, but now has gone all over the United States, Europe, Mexico, South America. Uh, spreading the good news of uh, our faith, with ha- which happens to be Roman Catholic, but he does for all Christians um, through a very relevant media for people of our age and younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does it through his music ministry, but he also has a clothing line that's called God Swag Apparel. Um, so again, it's just a very relevant, stylish, uh, well-designed um, clothing line that really resonates people mm-hmm. with people. Um, so in the scripture, St. Uh, Paul says to put on your faith, put on Christ. And so we do that uh, literally with the clothing that we wear. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you were mentioned, I was in California this weekend for a big co- uh, Congress. It's the L.A. Congress Convention. And uh, I was the head merch salesman. So anytime that Joe has a big event going um, around the country Uh, I usually get a call because he knows that I I have a passion for selling Mm -hmm. um, and helping people to find what's a good fit for them. In this case, literally, what size shirt they need. Um, So I was working with him, and we had a record year, um, and we're able to spread uh, the good news and the ministry through selling of clothing and then his CDs as well. Um, But, yeah, I'm always looking to get involved and support other people. Mm -hmm. who are trying to help others. So just like your podcast, that's why I was so excited and honored uh, to be here, especially for podcast episode number one. So thank you. Um, But yeah, so I was out there because he is really hustling. And just last year, he was actually on stage uh, in front of 17,000 people. Wow! Um, So to see his, it took him 10 years. He's uh, 31 now. So the fact that I used to watch him when he was in front of 17 people but he's brought the same passion yeah. uh, every, every single performance. So it's all about surrounding yourself with those people who are uh, giving it their all.
0: Absolutely. That's awesome. Now, his story, I think, reminds me a little bit of your story in yeah. a sense. I think, so this podcast is is geared towards young people, people mm-hmm. in college, just getting out of college. And and that, that way they can hear people that are maybe a little bit further along in life and sure. hear their stories. yeah. And, and really, maybe help change their perspective on what they could accomplish or um, give them some encouragement, inspiration. So, Definitely. you know, I think a, a 22 year old that is just getting out of college or maybe they're in college, they may look at you and you're, you're 32. Yeah. Um, they say, you know, you got a, a pretty nice house in a nice mm-hmm. part of you know, the greater Cleveland area. You've got a pretty good job. Um, you've got ambitions, you know, beyond what you've already accomplished. But, you know, for a 32 year old, you're doing pretty well for yourself. Um, and so I think a college student might go, you know, wow, you know, I might be where Ryan is in 10 years, but, um, what I want to know is about the, like the story of when you got out of college and that, yeah. So I know for a fact that it wasn't always glamorous for you. It wasn't always perfect. It, not that your life is perfect now, but there are yeah. some things that you had to learn along the way when you finished school, yes. um, to get you to where you are now. So if you could elaborate on, on some of that.
1: Yeah. Definitely. So, I think it's a great way to say it, that it's not always glamorous. And it still isn't to this day because mm-hmm. I'm always pushing myself to be better. And it really is, uh, as Eric Thomas, the hip hop preacher, would say, it's all about the Love grind. It's yeah. all about the grind. So, um, I'm always pushing myself to do better. But coming out of school, uh, well, I guess it's important to know that when I was in college, one of the things that I had a lot of passion for was uh, working with the alumni base. So, that involved making a lot of phone calls and asking the alumni for their money, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that got me really comfortable from the sales side of things. Um, but then also, uh, I was my favorite job of all time that I've ever done was being a student ambassador. So I was giving the campus tours where I was walking around. So that job, honestly, Sam, was probably one of the most formative that I've ever had mm-hmm. because talk about a big sales uh, job where I knew I was talking with these families about making a uh, 40 thousand plus dollar investment a a year to send their child Mm -hmm. to the school that they might be interested in. Um, So I was having to know my product. I had to be able to think on my feet literally because I was walking backwards around campus and I had to be (laughs) able to uh, answer questions on the fly too. Um, So ever since then I knew, okay, sales is definitely where I want to go. So when I got my first job out of school where I was working for a large staffing firm, uh, so a nationwide staffing firm where I was making phone calls and helping to recruit people uh, for large organizations throughout the United States that, uh, that I thought for sure that was going to be where I was going to end up. Mm-hmm. Um, I was ready to get the big car and have the lifestyle. Um, unfortunately, I found out that um, it's not always as good as it might seem yeah. um, because I found myself uh, working the late hours. so I'd be there at 7.30 in the morning and was regularly working until seven, eight o'clock at night and I eventually did the calculation, and I realized, you know, for the hours that I'm working and the amount that I'm making, uh, I could be working flipping burgers somewhere at a fast food joint and probably be making more money than this, you know, from an hourly perspective. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I wasn't going to give up on it. You know, this, mm-hmm. it was a, a good opportunity. I call that my uh, professional boot camp because it really was something that taught me that if I can get over and through that, um, I can handle anything. Hmm. Um, so really good experience for me from there. But then I realized that I did really want to be in person and be face to face with my customers. Cause I thought back to my experience in college and prior to that, I mean, growing up, uh, my father owned his own business, a retail store. So I was selling a lot of clothing. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking with people, you know, the moms or the decision makers that were there buying the clothes since I was 14 years old. So wow. from there, I always, from there and then doing the, Uh, tour guide job on campus, I knew that I really had a passion for being in front of people. So from that more telemarketing sales role, I moved into a face-to-face sales job. Uh, So talk about not being glamorous. I literally sold toilet paper, paper towels, hand soap, and light bulbs. Uh, So when you talk about a job that's kind of shitty, you can think of that one because I was selling people toilet paper. (laughs) Um, But it takes all types of salespeople to make the world go around. And as a result, I can never go in and look at a bathroom the same way again. Um, Because when I walk in, I think, you know, these people could be saving thousands if they got a hard roll towel and some foam hand soap. Um, But that actually was a great learning experience for me as well, because I did work under a couple of real successful sales folks um, that I think one thing that's really important for your audience to hear about, and I guess a piece of advice I would probably give is I found that job through a connection that I had made in college, our, our school of business actually had a mentoring program. Hmm. And I got connected with a gentleman who was my mentor. So I'd been calling him when I was at that first recruitment job. And I was telling him some of the trials I was having. And he said, Ryan, I think you should consider outside sales. You know, I'm a sales manager at this company. You should come work for me. And I said, well, wow, you know, Jim, that sounds great. What's the interview process like? I'm happy to submit an application. And he said, Ryan, I know your family. I know you, I know the type of person you are. You're going to be very successful. Hmm. So this is your interview and, uh, your first day will be next month. So that's really the power of connection because I basically skipped the entire application process and I was the only candidate. Um, so it's all, it really is all about who you know. Yeah. So while that was a really great start, uh, I found that, that wasn't quite the industry. You know, I wasn't meant to be in mop closets and then, um, you know, factories selling things to scrub grease off of parts. <laughs> um, so I decided that while I did enjoy the experience um, and great knowing that my, perform- my payment was going to be based on my performance, mm-hmm. um, that it was time for me to take a look at what I was really passionate about. Because even when I was doing well financially there, it wasn't fulfilling me. Uh, on a day-to-day basis. So I looked back and I thought, well, what have I really enjoyed doing? And Mm -hmm. I I always kept thinking back to admissions. So that's when I ended up looking around. I once again called back to my alma mater. And they said that uh, while they didn't have any openings in the Cleveland area where I was at at the time, uh, they did have some other schools that they might recommend. So I found another small Catholic private college that was in Cleveland and ended up uh, applying there, and got a job as an admissions counselor. So it was basically like the upgraded version of the campus tour guide. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I got to work you know, hand in hand with the other tour guides that were there. So a great experience there as well. And in fact, I was proud to say that I helped to recruit uh, two of the largest classes in school history. Wow! So to me, building a relationship with the families and then the students uh, was really just a great experience for me. I got to help out at orientation, And then got to see some of those students, you know, grow up and move on to their professional world, which has been really fulfilling for me, knowing that I saw them at the very start of their school. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was there uh, for several years, really enjoyed it, um, but knew that I had higher aspirations when it came just to monetary-wise, because it turns out you're not going to become a millionaire working at a private Catholic college. Um, at least as your primary source of income. Right. Uh, so then from there, uh, I actually moved on to uh, a large health system here in the Cleveland area where I was a physician and nurse recruiter. Um, so that was a great opportunity for me to apply the skills I had learned at the col- in the college mm-hmm. environment because now instead of recruiting a high school student uh, to go meet with the soccer coach and the English professor... Now I was recruiting the med student to come in and meet with the department chair and the so this administrator. Is quite a bit of a step up. Yeah, and in fact, uh, I can still remember when I went in uh, for my interview. Uh, it was a, really a, kind of an emotional transition time in my life um, because I mentioned how big of a part, how big of a role family plays in my life, and mm-hmm. one of my biggest mentors and idols throughout my whole life uh, has been my grandfather, Grandpa mm-hmm. Mayor. Um, and he had just passed away right at, around the time that I was looking to leave the college and go on to the uh, health system opportunity. And uh, his funeral was the—I I can't remember if it was the day before or the, the next day. Um, but I decided I still wanted to go to that interview because that's what he would want me to do. Mm-hmm. So I went there, and uh, they were offering me—you uh, know—a salary that was almost two. It was almost two and a half times what I had been making. Wow. Um, so as I left that interview, you know, I had tears in my eyes and thought, you know, Gramps is watching over me, and this is uh, where he wants me, where he, you know, I should probably be for yeah. my next move.
0: That's, uh, I love that story. And I think uh, one thing that is, is great about that story, just to slow, slow down just a mm-hmm. little bit, because I think there's some good stuff in that, that, you know, the previous two jobs that you had before working for, um, the healthcare system you you weren't making a ton of money right you weren't you know it wasn't you know this you know i think a lot of young people they get this college degree and they think i'm going to get this 50 60 sure. 100000 thousand dollar a year job right away and that could very well happen yep. it might happen the majority of the time it doesn't happen and having the willingness to um, go out and work those jobs that you know maybe aren't glamorous maybe aren't paying all the money in the world but then do a really good job at them yep like you said you you had two of the with two of the biggest classes and yeah. you know recruiting classes in school history uh you know that is i think something that we can pull from your story that is inspiring in itself like you know someone that's doing pretty well for themselves now you know when you look back probably eight years ago, maybe, yeah. is that about eight, seven, eight yeah, years ago, that's exactly right. and you're, you know, grinding at a small Catholic institution, and you're doing your absolute best, and it's leading to something better. So,
1: yeah, and also, it makes me think about back in, in that time, financially, things were not great for me. I, I can mm. still specifically remember when I had that first job right out of school, that I, each month, I can remember I would be getting notices in the mail from the bank, Saying that I had reached my overdraft limit. Um, so when I started seeing sure that, yeah yeah so when I started uh, seeing those envelopes each month, I'm like, well, I guess it's time for me to start slowing down on my spending And it's not that I was living this wild lifestyle. It was just you know the day to day and maybe going out for dinner or a couple of drinks here and there. Um, but basically it helped me to realize that I need to get finances under control and I also need to make sure that I'm making enough money to have a lifestyle where I'm not just uh, having to live month to month, paycheck to paycheck, um, and I actually have saved some of those pay stubs because I want to remember where I was at. Mm. Because in those times, I didn't have. I think there was a time where I had uh, like seventy-five cents or something like that oh my in my gosh. account. Yeah, um, and it just proved to me like I'm better than this, and I could have had, I could have done better in some of those jobs. And there's certainly ways that you could do that. But if I wasn't being fulfilled and I wasn't making the money, it was time for me to move on. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, but back to your point that it isn't always glamorous. It's, you know, a little bit of a grind. So I I knew that it was time for me to make moves in those situations. Yeah, absolutely.
0: What do you think, what is the biggest in your career so far, whether it's personal or in business, etc.? What's the biggest struggle that you've had in your career?
1: Well, yeah, I would say it's a a personal and a professional thing is that I know you're going to be, I'm sure, connected with a lot of entrepreneurs on this podcast, and there's probably a lot of folks that are interested in business if they're listening to this podcast too, that as entrepreneurs and business people and kind of people who enjoy the hustle, I always am looking for what's next, and there's always opportunities out there. People are approaching me with different opportunities, people are... um, I'm sure many of the people listening to this, you probably had somebody come up to you and ask about being part of some multi-level marketing opportunity. Um, but for me, it was just knowing that as I move forward in my career, uh, there's, there's got to be more out there. It's got to be something that's fulfilling for me. But to, get, to do that, I need to be able to follow through on the tasks that I find. So mm. one of the phrases I really like around this topic is, you can't chase two rabbits. So meaning... If you want to achieve your goals, it has to be, you have to follow at least one thing as your primary focus if you want to be successful at it. Mm -hmm. So the biggest lesson that I've learned, I'd say two lessons is one, find the things that are your real focus, be willing to say no. And that was hard for me for a long time, Mm -hmm. Um, but also have the accountability structures in place to be able to follow through. Mm -hmm. So what I do now, and um, one of the pieces of advice I'd have for your audience is have whether it's accountability partners or for me, I'm actually part of a mastermind group that has a video call every week. And those folks on the call are my community, my tribe, that helps me to stay on task with what I'm doing. Hmm. Because I know that I always have the best intentions, but I might not be so good at the administrative part. Like when I would recruit a student to the small college, I wasn't always good filling out all the forms that needed to be done. When I recruited the physicians, my struggle was always... Okay, now that I've gotten the person to sign on the dotted line, now mm-hmm. I have to get the background screen and the drug test and all of that. Um, so, if you know what your weaknesses are, make sure that you get you find ways to have someone else help you to get those things done.
0: Yeah, self awareness.
1: Yeah, Being and self-aware. I and I know that follow through is what I struggle with. Mm-hmm. So, I actually have a professional coach right now, a business coach, who I call. Uh, we have a call every week for an hour, hmm. and we're always we're tweaking and. Those calls and the changes that I make, the money I've invested with them, I'm going to earn back tenfold with the processes that I've come up with
0: from hmm. them. Wow. Um, well, there's a couple of things that I want to want to ask you. So this is the first one: is you talked a little bit about passion mm-hmm. and fulfillment. Yes. And um, so, and not chasing two rabbits because if you chase two, you'll you won't even catch one. Yep. Right. So. Which is something I can totally relate with you on, by the way, because I like to do, you know, I always like to be busy. Yep. So if I'm not busy, I'll go do something. Yep. And sometimes I can get caught up in 18 different things, sure. and, and then I'm not good at anything. Right. But what do you think, because one of my core beliefs is, and I think you, you share this, um, is that you don't follow your passions. You work on them. Mm. I think I mentioned that 10 minutes ago or whatever. Uh, the start of the podcast, what are you passionate about?
1: Yeah. So for me, I'm over the last few years, I've sort of looked back. I mean, you guys just heard some of the jobs that I've had. And what I find the common thread in that that I've always loved, even back into my time in, in college and the jobs that I've had, is finding, being able to connect people with the resources that they're looking for. Hmm. So I have found that the brand that I really want to build for myself is being a super connector. Um, So again, Jeff Woods talks about that, and there's also another book out there. Um, Scott, and I don't remember his last name, but um, the book is called Super Connector. And it's all about when you go to networking events or you're helping clients, if you approach with uh, with the mindset of giving before you're trying to get. So givers gain. So my, my goal is always like when you called me and you talked about this podcast, immediately my mind started thinking, who else can I send to Sam to be on this podcast that would add value for him?
0: And you did, you sent me like, I think seven people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Just because I know that those folks have inspired me and I Mm -hmm. want them to be able to connect with you and then also your audience. Um, So that's always what I've tried to do. So looking back through my career, I, especially over the last year or so, I thought, what's that common thread? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so for quite a while, uh, right before I started this IT consulting job I was in, um, I have a career coaching business sort of on the side, the Ryan Mayer Motivation. Okay. Um, and with that, I, it's always trying to help people with their personal branding, connecting them with resources, whether it's looking for a new job or helping them write their resume for them. Um, so throughout all of this, it's being present in the moment with the person I'm talking with and finding out how can I help them. Because eventually, if I can help enough People get what they want. I know that I can get what I want, and that's a um, a very famous um, Jim Rohn quote as well.
0: Awesome. Um, the one thing you just mentioned, so about helping people, you said this to me. Talked on the phone a couple maybe about yeah. a week ago, and you said that. Elaborate on what you what you meant by um, your darkest days are the days that mm-hmm. you're focusing on yourself, and then when what when you are at your best you're doing what
1: yes so uh going back to the story about me being in california this past weekend me going out there was not because uh, my friend is going to be paying me a whole bunch of money to be there Um, i did get my flight and my hotel and my meals comp so a trip to california when you live in ohio in the middle of march (laughs) like that was enough for me but the the true reason I went was because I knew that I was going to be bringing my skill set for retail sales and connecting with people on a very deep level in a short time. Um, and while I'm there, I just felt that I was fully leveraging my talents because I was not only helping my friend, but helping all the people that were there um, mm-hmm. with what they were looking to get from our stopping by our booth. So making a memorable moment of we call it a, a moment of ministry. Um, so I'm trying to just attack in that way every single day with what I'm doing, um, and when I do that, it's going to give me that fulfillment.
0: Hmm. That's awesome. That hit me a lot when when you said that the other day. When you are talking about you know focus your darkest days or when you're focusing on yourself.
1: Yeah. So let me jump because uh, I kind of went off track there a little bit. So the and then vice versa. So I'm at my best when I'm surrounded by other people and I'm giving to others, as hmm. I did this past weekend. When I, but I thought like, well, I'm having these darker days because just because I've, I'm living a great lifestyle now, I'm married, we have a 10-month-old son, you know, I've got this amazing wife with, and an amazing life, but the days that I struggle and I'm having a you know, tough mental day or emotional day, I've realized it's because I'm, I'm having way too much self-pity. Oh my gosh, I have so many projects to do, I have so many emails to do. Life is so hard when really there are, as Les Brown would say, there's people that are lying in their hospital beds and wishing that they had the opportunity that I have to be out here living my life. So when I stop focusing on myself and start driving value for others, I immediately am getting in a better mood. Um, So for any of you out there that are struggling with any type of anxiety or depression, um, because I know I've had my battles with anxiety and I still fight that daily, Mm -hmm. is give to others give whether it's you're volunteering your time or you're calling a friend or something like that i find that putting light on your problem is going to get you out of that darkness
0: absolutely so last two questions um first is what do you think your gift is i believe everybody on earth has a specific gift Mm -hmm. that's unique and individual to them it might be like somebody else's gift Mm -hmm or it could be completely different and unique, but everybody's got one.
1: Sure. What do you think that is for you? I think it's twofold for me. Um, I'll start with a story. So each each month, so every other week I go to a networking group where we get together and our goal is to help each other to get connected with new business. So one of my favorite moments is when we go around the table and each person will ask, or say, I'm looking to get connected with such and such type of person. And my goal is always that by the time it gets around to me in the circle, I want to have already looked through my network and found someone to give to that person. Hmm. Because I know with how much I love chasing all the rabbits that once I leave that meeting, I'm probably going to forget. So what I love doing is being a connector. So in that moment, it's very fulfilling for me to be able to get that person someone right away because Mm -hmm. I want others to know that I'm the guy who knows people who can get them in touch with the resources that they need. Mm -hmm. So that is one half of my unique gift. But the other is when I am sitting and talking with someone or I meet them for the first time, that person is my entire world. So Hmm. I want to give them 100% of me and my focus, because I think especially for your audience, we've got that buzzing in our pocket and now the buzzing on our wrist. And you know who knows where it's gonna go in the future, but it's so easy to be distracted in our day and age that mm-hmm. I fully believe that if we can give someone the gift of our presence mm. and be focused on giving value to them in that moment and beyond, that's gonna to help to set you apart. And so I feel like that's the other thing that really does help with my personal branding is mm-hmm. when we're talking at a, at a happy hour, I'm not looking over your shoulder to look at who's coming in next. I'm just focused on you and how I can help. Um, so those are my two things I would say are kind of my unique personal brand.
0: Mm-hmm. And I can tell that you you do them all the time, mm-hmm. which is which I think is an important thing for people in general, but especially young people, is figure out what you're good at. Figure out yeah. what you're... I, I battle with depression
1: mm-hmm.
0: for... Um, whole entire year you year of 2016 I had decent amount of success I had a good job for a twenty three, twenty two, twenty three 22 23 year old at the time and um, and I was I was working a good job and I, everybody the society in the world say, say I'm successful but you know I wasn't living my gift I wasn't doing what I thought I was good at and um, and so I really didn't feel fulfilled and satisfied and so uh, I think that that's a good thing for people in general. But is figure out what you're good at and and go and just do it all the time and see where it takes you. Um, the last last question, hopefully, unless I think of something else, which sure. I probably will, because you're yeah, yeah. saying such good stuff. But for a college student, for somebody in that you know age range in their early twenties, yeah. maybe even a high school, you know person that's not going to go to college, or maybe they are, what would be one piece of advice that you would give them?
1: Well, I'm probably not just going to give one, but <laughs> I've, got, I've got a couple ideas. Okay. Uh, as I look back to my story, and as you guys have heard today, and I've talked through, a lot of times I found my jobs through networking or mm-hmm. through connections. So as you're going through your college experience, or regardless, if, even if it's in high school, What I would challenge all of your listeners and all of your viewers to do is reach out to mentors who are doing something that they want to do in the future. Because for me, I sometimes was intimidated to reach out to somebody who is a few years older than me Mm -hmm. because I didn't think I'd have any value to give to them. But if you can call or reach out to them and say, how can I help and how can I add value Mm -hmm. for you and maybe get a little bit of their time and their feedback on how they became successful those mentors can be the people who can lift you to a higher level than you could ever be at yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other thing is I was thinking about this in preparation for us getting together that with technology and especially the internet, the way that it is, a lot of times I would put all this effort into trying to do something, whatever that project or that rabbit might be that I'm chasing. And it turns out that there's something already that somebody else has done that does the exact same thing that I could have just paid a couple bucks or just even Googled it, and mm-hmm. I could have gotten access to exactly what I needed. Yeah. So my advice would be: make sure you take a look at what resources are out there for you before you try to do it on your own, mm. um, because there's a lot of things out there at our disposal. Um, Gary V talks a lot about that too. Right. Um, so the fact that Gary V and now I'm with Sammy V, like this is really. This is really cool. <laughs> um, but anyway, and then I would say the last part is surround yourself with people who are going to make you better. Mm. There's always going to be those people. Uh, this, I used to say this on my college tours when I would give them. There's always people who are going to be willing to not do your homework with you. So there's a lot of things if you're in a college environment, people are playing video games or going out to parties. Find the people that are maybe they're doing that, but they're also getting all their schoolwork done and they're being successful. Mm-hmm. Because I can tell you that as you grow and you go on through your life, the people who are the big partiers at school, are not always the ones that are the most successful later on. Sometimes they are, but the point is, surround yourself with greatness, and you're going to be pulled up around them to a greater mm-hmm. level. And uh, similarly, get rid of the people who are not adding to your life.
0: Yeah, mm. that's so important, man. I think it's so important. There's, there's been a ta- couple of times in my life where you know, that's happened, and sometimes it's not been by choice. It's just been by decisions I've made. Sure. And sometimes you kind of figure out who your real friends are, the people that you you, know, you want or need in your life. Um, there's a couple of things, and this will be my last last question or point here. But I think one thing that you're you've mentioned, like you've quoted, like eight different people, you've talked about different books. Mm-hmm. I know that you you have a mastermind group, you have uh, mentors, you have a business coach. You are focused. I know for a fact on improvement, Mm -hmm. self-improvement, personal development, personal growth. Yep. How important is that in your life and how important do you think that is in general to be focused on that?
1: Every single morning as part of what I call the breakfast of champions, um, I am listening to some sort of professional development um, because there's so much garbage out there Mm -hmm. for us that we could be listening to. Um, You turn on the TV, And whether you're watching a show or you're watching the news or you turn on the radio, all of that is just distractions. And so for me, I am purposeful about the material that I consume. And I'm only taking in information that I know is going to make me better. Mm -hmm. Um, And we all have that choice. So we all have the same amount of time in a given day. And I choose to use all of the extra time. If I'm not with my family or at work, I'm working on myself, whether Mm -hmm. that's getting to the gym and staying fit, or doing something for professional development. Um, So I would say that that's just so critical, Um, reading, listening to podcasts like yours, and just really pushing yourself professionally because everybody out there is also hustling. So as long as you are giving to others and improving yourself, you're going to be in a lot better place as you move down the road. Um, And I guess kind of my closing comment is going to be, from the outside looking in, I also have the perfect life. You know, I've, I've got, you know, we've got the two cars, we've got the nice house, I've got a great job, um, but it's not always glamorous on the inside. And I just want to encourage everyone who's listening or watching that it's, it's probably never going to be pretty or as good as you want it to be, but you're always working on yourself. Mm. So just know that you're not alone in your battles, whether it's emotional or, you know, professionally, there's people out there who can help you. Mm-hmm. So I know in the, thing, the areas that I struggle, I, I get help so that I can be a better version of myself and show up for others.
0: That's fantastic. I think we need more people in the world like you, man. People that are pushing, people that are inspiring, people that are connecting, people yeah. that are focused on others. And so um, I just want to say I appreciate you. And you, you were in California yesterday. You took the red eye home you had a meeting this morning, I believe, with your business coach, yep. had my and you got an hour's sleep when yep. you're doing this. And I think it's a testament that you live like your life philosophy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I heard somebody actually say that on a video I was watching today about what's your life philosophy, mm-hmm. and figure out what it is
1: and live it. My life philosophy is add so much value to others that I can provide Andrea with the tropical retirement of her dreams. So basically, us getting together, I know that eventually this is going to allow me uh, to give my wife what she deserves this tropical retirement. So I'm always adding value. Um, So I'm willing to do that for you because I'm proud of you and I've seen the journey that you're on. And I know you're going to do big things, so I'm just happy to be a part of it. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Um,
0: Well... Everybody, this has been Ryan Mayer. It's been awesome. Episode number one of Millennial Stories with Sammy V. And I want to give a shout out to a guy that you're not seeing on camera right now He's doing all the hard work, um, Dave Hall. Uh, you can He's an absolutely talented um, and awesome photographer and videographer. So if you ever need that those services, reach out to me. I'll connect you with Dave. Or you can follow him on Instagram. It's backpackdave365. Thanks for listening to episode number one of Millennial Stories with Sammy V. This is Ryan Mayer. It's been awesome. Have a great day.